0: the show you're about to listen to, it's got some rough language. It's also really nerdy. Anyway, just a heads up. It was just a few days into the new year when Bob Phillips walked into his North Carolina office and he got this phone call.
1: And I will say, uh, jokingly but respectfully, We get a lot of calls here, you know, we're a nonpartisan.
0: Bob works at Common Cause. That's a nonprofit focused on government accountability, voter rights.
1: And it's easy just to kind of uh, briefly listen and say, hey, we don't do that.
0: This call, it was from someone he didn't expect. The daughter of a GOP operative he'd been keeping track of for years.
1: My first instinct was that maybe she was going to blow some steam at us since, you know, we're a plaintiff and a lawsuit that uh, involves her father's work.
0: This woman's dad was a guy named Tom Hoffler. He died back in August. One reporter called him the Michelangelo of gerrymandering. Hoffler spent his whole life helping Republican legislators redraw congressional maps all over the country. These are maps that Common Cause is now challenging in court. But when Hofler's daughter called up Bob Phillips, she was bearing gifts. It turns out her dad left behind a cache of hard drives filled with more than 75,000 files.
1: Not really knowing yet what the files might have, but uh, then hearing about the size, that's when one begins to think, wow, you know, this really could be some significant things that might indeed help us, you know, in this case. Well, it's
0: funny. You say people call you sometimes thinking maybe you can solve their problems. I imagine it's pretty rare someone calls you up and they're the kind of person who can solve your
1: problems. (laughs) That's a great way to put it. That is a great way to put it. I might steal that.
0: Scanning through 18 thumb drives and four external drives, it's taken some time. But Bob Phillips and his lawyers are beginning to get a sense of how valuable these files could be.
2: There are new revelations today in the legal battle over the citizenship question the Trump administration wants to add to the 2020 census. Court
0: it turns out that Tom Hoffler wasn't just drawing new congressional maps, he was figuring out how to rewrite the census by adding a question about citizenship.
1: The plaintiff's of attorneys basically say that these documents show the administration has uh, concealed Hoffler's role in the citizenship question, this push for a citizenship question, and that administration officials may have provided misleading or uh, testimony or lied about Hoffler's role uh, during their testimony for the lawsuits. And uh, the attorneys
0: have notified the Supreme Court.
1: It is sort of ingenious, and it's kind of him looking ahead, maybe even recognizing. The, the the big demographic changes that are occurring in many states, or the country as a whole, and figuring out a way to kind of lock in the power uh, in another way. Which uh, <laughs> frightening, uh, surprising, uh, I don't know all the words to describe it, I mean I'm angered by it too, because it's just so patently unfair, and it's just, you know, this isn't supposed to be the way things work.
0: In the next few weeks, the Supreme Court is gonna be ruling on Tom Hoffler's legacy. They'll rule on whether the census can ask about citizenship. They'll rule on some of Hoffler's redistricting efforts too. So today, we're gonna to look at who Tom Hoffler was, how he coached the Republicans to seize minority rule, and what, if anything, the courts can do about it. I'm Mary Harris, you're listening to What Next. Stay with us. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Tom Hoffler might be the most important political figure you've never heard of.
2: Redistricting is like an election in reverse, it's a great event. Usually, the voters get to pick the politicians. In redistricting, the politicians get to pick the voters. He was a white haired gentleman, a family man, sang in his church choir. But he did more to rewire American democracy over the last 50 years than perhaps anybody else. Did
0: you ever meet him in person?
2: Uh, no, I never did meet Tom in person. Uh, Tom was not particularly eager to talk to the press. In fact, he would not talk to me for the book.
0: David Daly is the author of a book called Ratfucked. It's one of the seminal books on modern gerrymandering and Republican efforts to use it to gain control of Congress. Daly's book had a lot of stuff on Tom Hoffler because the guy was the mastermind of drawing safe Republican districts, carving out a Democratic household there and roping in a Republican enclave here. Hoffler was also a secrecy fanatic. Once he perfected his redistricting technique, he became an evangelist, taking his methods from state to state, showing state legislators how to draw their own safe districts.
2: And of course, you still have that basic law of redistricting, whether it's done with colored maps on the floor are high-speed computers, it brings out the worst in almost everybody. He was most frantic, really, about keeping the process quiet and secret. He would give them these tips. He would say, the E in email, it stands for eternal. Loose lips sink ships. Remember, a journey to legal hell starts with but a single misstatement. He would tell them to print out or to tear out the logo of the Washington Post and to tape it on top of their computer and just be certain that anything they wrote or said or did they knew could end up in the newspaper and jeopardize all of their work and all of their advantages.
0: What you're saying is that this guy's hard drives getting into the hands of journalists or lawyers on the other side, he must be rolling over in his grave.
2: It's deeply ironic.
0: Yeah, when you heard Tom Hoffler's name was back in the news, what did you think?
2: I was not surprised at all to see Tom Hoffler back in the news. Tom is one of the most important political strategists and operatives of the last 50 years whose name nobody knows, but he's been at the heart of Republican efforts to redistrict and gerrymander in enduring ways that has given the party a big advantage.
0: The thing that a lot of people forget about gerrymandering is that for decades it was totally bipartisan. The reason we're talking about the GOP here is because Republicans were a little bit smart and a little bit lucky. Lucky because new technology has made it easier to draw really precise maps that account for individual voters. Smart because Tom Hoffler made it his mission to help the GOP use this technology to its advantage.
2: Uh, Tom Hoffler is an early adapter of technology. And he understands in the late 70s and the early 1980s out in California, where he's running an institute at Claremont College, that computers and big data are going to eventually transform a redistricting. In 1980. Uh, The Democrats do a vicious gerrymander of California. The Congressman Phil Burton, who drew these maps, has often referred to them as his contribution to modern art. He drew his brother, such a good district in San Francisco, that connected to Valhalla across the bay, even though it doesn't connect. And the lawmakers would joke at the time, well, I hope Phil's brother can swim, (laughs) And all of this got Tom Hofler outraged. And Hofler is sitting at Claremont, he's a Republican strategist, and he uses his new computer, a TRS-80, whatever it was at that time, and he draws a set of maps and says, these would be better than Phil Burton's uh, modern art. And he got, of course, completely ignored. That would be the last time Tom Hofler would be ignored on redistricting in this country. Hoffler immediately joins the Republicans in Washington. He works on census issues throughout the 80s and he joins the Republican National Committee as their data guy, their map guy, and their redistricting guy.
0: You know, you mentioned that Tom Hoffler you know, he got very, he's been involved with census issues from the very beginning. It wasn't just about carving up districts and using the mapping software, although he did that too. I wonder if you can put these two things together, because of course, the reason he's in the news over the last week is because it turns out it looks like he was pretty involved with the idea of putting a citizenship question in the 2020 census. And I wonder if you can talk about how that's related to some of his work redistricting.
2: Hoffler is all about trying to attain advantages for Republicans when it comes time to redraw maps every 10 years after the census. So he spends 25 years going around the country, teaching Republican state legislatures how to uh, draw themselves maps on which they essentially cannot lose, especially after 2010. But if you fast forward to the middle of this decade, suddenly the next question for Tom Hoffler is how do we extend this advantage into the future? What is the next battlefield? And what Hoffler hits upon is what if we were to draw districts not based on total population, but what if we were to just use citizen population? Or what if we were to use just citizens of voting age population? To
0: explain that a little bit more, we should explain how the census works, because the census was set up to count everyone and use everyone who's in a state or a county to count them as someone who needs to be represented, right?
2: That's exactly right. Our representatives are supposed to indeed represent everyone, whether you are under 18, whether you are a registered voter or not a registered voter, whether you are a registered voter who didn't appear at the polls, or whether or not you are a citizen. You know, this is embedded in the 14th Amendment. This is embedded in the idea of one person, one vote. And after the census, we do a first reapportionment in which we determine how many seats in Congress every state receives based on population. And then those states redistrict both their congressional seats and also their state legislative seats. This is done based on population. And the guiding principle of this has been total population over the years. What Hoffler and other conservatives have been Arguing lately is that we should not be districting based on total population. Instead, we ought to be districting based on citizen population or even based on citizens of voting age. So, what was discovered on Hoffler's hard drive is that Hoffler writes a 2015 study concluding that if Republicans were able to get a citizenship question added onto the census, it would allow them even more room to gerrymander. That if you were able to draw districts based not on total population, but on voting age American citizens, it would be, in Hoffler's words, advantageous to Republicans and non-Hispanic whites and would dilute the political power of state Hispanics. If you were able to essentially exclude traditional Democratic constituencies and also children from the population, you would give more political power to all of these rural areas.
0: Because they're older and more primarily there are citizens living there.
2: Exactly right.
0: I'm just thinking about your page. I mean, it's like it's so he sounds so cold blooded.
2: It's absolutely diabolical. I almost sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist talking about it except that it's all in these papers. It's all laid out in black and white. What Hoffler wanted to do was to use citizen population as a new method of drawing a state legislative districts in order to give Republicans an advantage. His problem was that they simply didn't have good data based on citizenship. So by adding citizenship question onto the census, Hoffler hoped to attain specific and detailed information about where citizens lived and where non-citizens lived that could then be used by mapmakers in 2021 to redistrict states like Texas and Florida and other places, especially other large conservative states that have big immigrant populations.
0: Have to say, listening to you describe this technique, though, feels a little bit like someone, you know, with their hands putting all their weight on a door trying to keep people out, like just barely holding it together. Because, of course, people will get older and people will become citizens. And so in a way, this sort of ever-evolving strategy It feels like it's trying to prevent something that is going to happen, which is people will get older and the country will get browner.
2: I think you are simultaneously right, but perhaps also underestimating the fact that Republicans over all of these decades now have been doing everything they can to reinforce the weight behind that door. That's what Hoffler's career really was. And we don't see any end in sight to that.
0: Well, I mean, I want to talk about that because, you know, when I spoke to an anti gerrymandering expert in North Carolina, mm. he said, well, the Republicans were in favor of my good governance law, my anti gerrymandering law, until 2010 when they realized they'd be able to draw districts in their favor. And he talked about how both the Democrats and the Republicans like to play games with the numbers to keep their own advantages. And I wonder if the problem is that Republicans are doing this or the problem is that Democrats are pretty inept at doing it. Like, what's the (laughs) problem? What's the real problem?
2: There's a lot of problems. As long as we've had politicians, they have searched for ways to... Give themselves advantages. What I would say is different about 2010 and about the gerrymanders that Tom Hoffler built is that the technology is now so good, and our polarization is so uh, seemingly permanent, and the data on voters so so precise that you are able to draw gerrymanders starting in 2010 and 2011 that can endure so much longer than the ones that were drawn in the 1980s and the 1990s and the 2000s, that uh, today's gerrymanders, we almost ought to call it something different because they have the power to nullify elections or to nullify the popular will in lots and lots of states. Uh, suddenly, large majorities of Democrats are not able to uh, turn that into a majority of seats. Did Democrats fall asleep on redistricting in 2010 and allow republicans to rush in with a very smart strategic and legal plan yes might democrats have done this themselves had they thought of it yes i mean in maryland's sixth district which is one of the cases at the the supreme court uh, right now uh, democrats use the same kind of population data to turn that district completely inside out to a gerrymander away a seat uh, from a, a republican incumbent of 20 years and to hand it to a democrat What you don't have now, however, are examples of states in which a majority of Republican votes cannot lead to a Republican advantage. There's no equivalent of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, North Carolina on the other side, and we're coming up on another redistricting cycle in two years and the technology is only going to get better. So, I mean, barring some kind of judicial decision that puts guardrails on this process, we could be in for another festival of partisan gerrymandering next time with even better computers and more precise data and the polarization mess, you know, only stronger.
0: And with the Supreme Court case about the census, there's this new evidence from Tom Hoffler's drive but we don't even know if the justices will necessarily consider it,
2: right? You're absolutely right. I mean, we have a sense that they're aware of it, and the uh, lawyers in these cases have, you know, filed it uh, with the courts to be sure that they, you know, do read all of this. But it's folly to predict what the Supreme Court justices are going to do or base their uh, decisions upon.
0: Yeah, when I spoke to Common Cause, who's involved in the census case, involved in gerrymandering cases, you know, they really were quite honest that the judicial system is a Hail Mary for them. Hmm. It's like the last option to sort of talk about these elements of democracy and whether there's a way to shore them up. It seemed a little dangerous to me.
2: I think that's right. This now comes down to how nine people view this case. I mean, Hoffler in these documents, essentially admits what the game is all about. The problem is whether any court will step up and say that for the sake of a functioning democracy, the census can't be weaponized and politicized in that way.
0: David Daly, thank you so much for joining me.
2: A real pleasure. Thank you.
0: David Daly is the author of Ratfucked, which is the book about modern redistricting, and we really recommend it, or at least just saying it out loud, because that is kind of fun. Also, if you like learning about stories like this, follow David Daly on Twitter. He's brilliant, and so are the people he retweets. He's at DaveDaly3. All right, that's the show. What Next is hosted by me, Mary Harris, and produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon, and Ethan Brooks ratings and reviews make us feel pretty good and they let us know how you like us. That's helpful too. So go on over to Apple Podcasts, sign in and leave us a rating, leave us a review. We're taking a look at that every now and then. Ego reasons mostly. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.